the leader of the group that played out of Park Avenue. We got fired, and then the new group beat us up. So what? I need you to get rid of them. Get my job back. If you do, I'll join up with you. It's just one thing you got to know. They're all black belts in Taekwondo, and they're pretty bad. If you get my job back for me, any money I make is yours. It's that damn band again. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and then immediately discuss it. It's immediate. We came in here and started doing it. I'm going to see how long I can make you do this for before I say anything. <laughs> uh, I'm Tom. I'm here with Brittany, Eric, and special guest Aaron. How's it going, Aaron? Good. <laughs> Welcome. Like you were about to say the... My last name, and then you just stopped. <laughs> what is no it? one else got a last name, so I'm not giving one to you. All right, no, Sometimes Tom says his own when he feels like it. Yeah, I think I did it a couple times. <laughs> Major, Major Tom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I ruined it for you. Uh, so we just got off of watching the lovely film Miami Connection. Oh, yeah. To kick off cult month for us, we low-hanging fruit. You know, we did a really popular movie and a really good one, too. A really good one to watch. Um, so... Let's start off with Aaron and kind of what's your experience with B movies? You know, what's your what's your thing? Uh, B movies to me have always been my earliest education in film. Um, it's what showed me what what does work, what doesn't work, and sometimes <laughs> uh, if you take a risk, something will turn out great. And if you don't, uh, or if you take a risk and it doesn't work out so great, sometimes it could still be entertaining anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, like yeah. our like our film tonight. Yes, exactly right. Um, let's talk about why we chose Miami Connection tonight, and. Uh, I'll, I, it was my selection. Um, I know Aaron was a big fan of this movie. You actually showed me this movie. You're the first one to tell me about it. Um, and that's why I picked it, because it's, it's a really good one. You picked it because Aaron told you. <laughs> well, no. I picked it because it's a good one, and it was told to me by Aaron, and so I figured it would be great to have Aaron come on and watch it with us. It's a good plan. I think my first experience with this movie was the poster. Oh, which yeah. Which is this beautifully airbrushed piece of like <laughs> magenta and teal nonsense. With this this beardy guy on the front doing his karate stance, as we find out, that's one of the main bad guys, Jeff. Mm. And mm-hmm. just this thing is crazy. It's got ninjas. It's got uh, neon lights. It's got motorcycles. <laughs> it's got bikers. bikers. It does have bikers? It's everything you would ever wish. Oh, an it's 80s phenomenal. movie. What poster to be? What it is? What it feels like is uh, an eight year old's dream of everything that's <laughs> badass. <laughs> Ninjas and bikers oh, yeah. and rock bands. The taekwondo. Oh. Taekwondo. taekwondo. I mean, well, it's uh, 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 yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's a eight year old's dream poster <laughs> movie. No one ever said eight year olds have bad taste. I, That's I for guess. sure, man. It's true, I guess. It had that vibe. What's it about, by the way? Let's just get that out there on the on the table. Let's just say what it's about. Damn good question. So <laughs> this movie is about uh, five um, student. Orphan rock star Taekwondo <laughs> masters. I'm being serious. I'm trying to give. I'm trying to give it a completely objective. Uh, ninja orphan rockers. Is ninja what I orphan rockers. Who it sounds uh, so ridiculous. Who recently got a job working at a uh, new at a club, um, but through no fault of their own, they find themselves entangled in the local ninja biker nightclub cocaine cocaine, cocaine <laughs> scene, and now they have to fight their way 
to freedom or something. Now, <laughs> in my head, it made a lot more sense earlier when I was actually thinking about an objective way to explain this film. And I realized that when you say it out loud, you sound like a fucking nut. <laughs> the only link holding this movie together is that that one bearded guy does not want his sister dating. Yes. The guy from Dragon Sound, which is the band that the Ninja Orphan Rockers have together. That's the only string tying this whole plot together. It's absolutely true. They have absolutely well, nothing else in common. No other like mutual character interactions with like the ninjas from the beginning and the end. That's it. Well, um, no, well, well, no, they no, got they got they stole the spot from the other band, uh, which I believe were entangled with the bikers. Exactly right. Oh, they got the bikers entangled with them because uh, they wanted the bikers to get rid of. Uh, dragon sound so the old band could have their job back. Oh, so it's They bit off more than they could <laughs> chew. This is really just Dante's Inferno. <laughs> this is a complex plot. It is a complex it plot. Is, and it did not come across. No, what, it, it did after nah. like the 80th viewing. Yeah, <laughs> so I've seen this movie a couple yeah. times. Aaron, you've seen this movie a ton. I've seen this film at least 20 times. <laughs> no no joke. My third or fourth viewing. Uh, it was my third, yeah. I think it was my third, but this is the first time I've been sober watching this. Oh, that's great news. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. First time, first time I've been sober uh, hanging out with Aaron. <laughs> first I, time I've, I've been sober on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric's uh, Eric's okay now. He's turned a new leaf. <laughs> I got my five-minute chip. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so the the plot had a difficult time coming across. So let's just segue into maybe some of the missteps the movie had in general. Um, what do we think? We're, as, as, enjoy, and as much as we enjoyed this movie, where do we think it took a misstep? Oh, the acting was so wooden and terrible <laughs> from so many parties involved. Um, but I don't imagine that they had a gigantic budget or anything or that they're hiring seasoned actors. I feel like they just hired some people who thought it might be fun and then they made this movie. And, yeah. well, the, the, so I can't fault them too much, I guess. Yeah, but it wasn't um, great acting. Some of the acting was terrible. That one guy, oh, what's his name? Jim the guy was... with the dad. Jim? Jim. Oh, Jim, yeah. Jim. When he's like crying about his dad, that was the worst crying <laughs> I've ever seen. I wrote it in my notebook. I wrote LOL, worst crying scene. <laughs> and then I wrote LOL like 47 more times because it was so gosh awful. He's <laughs> like, it, 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 it ruined my life. It, it, Dad. <laughs> I particularly so like the framing of that particular scene oh. because it's, it's it's the four guys behind him and he's, and, like, he's and he's in the foreground and you got the four guys behind him and it just looks like in the they're foreground, in the but off to the side off to the side but it looks like it looks like uh, the old Ed Sullivan uh, uh, show whenever they'd have a musician on it looks like a doo wop <laughs> you got the guy out front and you got the guys in the back going ooh or he's just having like a monologue yeah. that nobody yeah. else can hear so it always feels like whenever he's stepping forward that he's going to go into a solo oh. <laughs> it was so so bad yeah there was a couple of uh, of moments in this in this movie where someone would explain a very interesting story of their family or like <laughs> the, the, like how their family you fucked their life up completely yeah this, uh, this movie there was, was a lot of family issues it was yeah. rife with family troubles a lot family matters if you will <laughs> <laughs> starring reginald L. johnson <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I guess that's not really a misstep, but I just thought that was kind of weird. I was just saying the acting. Yeah, yes. no, I took it to another level. Anywhere, anyone else got anything they want to put on the table as far as what they did not like about this movie? You know what? I, I'm going to go and say that the music was great, and I'll say that as part of successes, but the music thematically usually was completely wrong. 
like, uh, like the, the music, usage of the music. Yeah, like the not necessarily like the the rock and soundtrack parts, but like the incidental music was always like it had like this weird glacial like synth pop feeling, mm. and it never fit because it was always like emotionally tense, whether or not it was supposed to be. <laughs> it felt very strange. Sometimes it worked, but most of the time they just threw it in wherever. Yeah. Uh, very odd it seems like one of those let's just roll the dice and yeah like um <laughs> track number 63 <laughs> exactly yeah it, it was kind of mismatched because this movie had the emotional intensity of like <laughs> cooked pasta <laughs> 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 it was, it was certainly mismatched <laughs> uh, so i mean i struggled to find something i really truly did not like about this movie i really struggled um i mean I know a lot of it was just not good, but I honestly struggle to find something that I would call just really bad uh, because I enjoyed it so much. So I'm having a hard time. So I need your help. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Even with the music thing, I'm stretching a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, it's not to, not to sound like too much of a, a film theory nerd here, but <laughs> but uh, structurally, structurally uh, it is it is just the most fucked up thing on earth. So just to give you an idea, the film begins with an ultra violent scene of uh, ninjas slaughtering a group of coke gangsters, dealers. Or coke cocaine dealers. dealers. And then immediately, exactly. <laughs> immediately followed by the opening credits, which shows some bikers riding around, which then immediately is followed by a a, a four and a half minute music number, <laughs> which we, when you watch it for the first time, you only after that music number, do you realize that the musicians are our heroes. So we are given no context. At this point, you are given no context. <laughs> All that you know about Miami is that everyone gets killed for having cocaine. You ride around in your motorcycle and you go and you watch uh, musicians at the club at night. And we uh, already knew that about Miami. Yeah, we, we are 20 minutes, <laughs> we are 20 minutes into to the film right now and we know nothing <laughs> and and if, wait you do know that if you're in a band you have to wear a t-shirt with your band's name on that, it that too. oh yeah that, that's too. what we taught me anything. but the Love structure Burger. the structure and pacing and uh, the structure and pacing of this film is just so wildly fucked up and famously went back for reshoots for the ending uh which they reshot which makes it even more fucked up so it's just just it, it like it's like a like the final ninja scene? No, the like the fight? final in the the hospital was was oh, a reshoot. Oh, really? Yeah, that was they put that in after the fact because apparently this alternate ending that we watched before we watched the the movie actually. Um, Don't spoil it. Was I was gonna say was tragic. Was that, was, that the, was that the original ending? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah well, that, you guys said yeah. alternate. I was just oh like, well, it's alternate. Oh, they made this other ending and didn't use it because it was ridiculous no it's alternate <laughs> to the actual ending but it's not it's not the original yeah, whatever I'd anyway say, I'd say an the, alternate universe it was the real ending the, the alternate ending i would say is going to be a risk and i'll bring that up a little later oh definitely <laughs> the 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 ultimately the plot the the structure of the film feels like you're in a car with a transmission dying where you you're going and then it just stops moves <laughs> forward a bit and then you slow down you come to a stop you wait and hope that all the problems go away and you start driving again it drives fine for about thirty seconds and ba boom ba boom ba boom and it, it's it's just a mess. <laughs> Yeah, the, the beginning of this movie and the end of this movie are bookended with extreme violence, and the middle of it is not that violent at all. So I would say that that goes with the, the structure. It kind of failed. You know, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, they were hungry well, for the film a violent is violent, but it's not bloody violent. Yeah. And so there's constantly people just kicking the shit out of each other. <laughs> That's true, I guess, because the beginning and the end had the you know the huge ninja fights with swords, and they got bloody. So I guess I'll buy it. 
I'll give this movie a break wherever I can. <laughs> but yeah, none of this, none of what we mentioned, if I can call us being nitpicky, I guess I will, even though it's a little extreme. But none of this affected my overall like <laughs> love or enjoyment of this movie. Well, here's another problem with this movie. I have zero qualms. <laughs> <laughs> here's another problem with it, even though I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> There was a ton of out-of-focus stuff used just because they had to, I feel like. But they just shot so much. I don't know. Maybe they didn't plan it out right, and people were moving in and out of the focus. But the, whoever was doing it just wasn't following them, and they ended up just using so much of out-of-focus material. They just shot it once and rolled with it. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think no. <laughs> I'd like to think it. But I don't well, know. This about movie it. was better than Back from Hell, so they had to have at least way better than Back from <laughs> yeah. Hell. Way better. Uh, shot choices were terrible. First off, the way it was shot was pretty terrible <laughs> because there was no there was no structure. There's no there, yeah, there's no there's no there's no plotting for 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 area. So a lot of these fights, a lot of these fights are happening, and they could have just happened in fifty different states. You know, you know, they could just happen anyway. We yeah, do, at one don't point know. we were like, "Are they in New Orleans?" <laughs> exactly. it just, it just it, nothing looks like Miami. It, I mean, we're in New Orleans for the film, which is kind of half the joke about the film anyway. I mean, if you know anything about it, but you still don't know where the fuck you are. Yeah. Well, it's, the only thing that looks like Miami is the beach scene. Yeah, it's true. That's about yeah. it. And that could be in Maine. And that could be that could be anywhere exactly. Yeah, anywhere that allows you to drive your car onto the sand. Yeah, Maine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Miami connection, Orlando, Florida. New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love how it just opens with outside of Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Orlando, Florida. All right. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> I thought it was Miami, but maybe I'm wrong. Orlando is the Miami connection. Um, so let's talk about stuff we liked about it. Let's talk Besides about... Besides everything. <laughs> let's talk about the successes, the true successes, before we move on to favorite parts. So what did this movie do right? And in, in maybe it's, it's not, not quite knowing what it was doing. Dragon Sound was awesome. They are phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the I can't say anything bad about Dragon Sound. The original soundtrack that, that was written for this movie, <laughs> awesome eighties music. It's really great. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. It's in your head and it just burrows and lives there, and you can never get it out. <laughs> and uh, apparently, the guy who wrote the the music in this movie is the guy who played our mustachioed mulleted friend, right? <laughs> Who is a part yeah. of Dragon Sound? Who's Jack, the... Jim, Tom. John? Tom. One of those dudes? Tom. It's Tom. 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 <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but no, that guy can really shred a guitar. Not that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he looked really good. And he's obviously the only <laughs> I one. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, he did. He looked really good playing. By comparison. <laughs> I was like, ever... Why... Poor YK Kim. Oh. Because... <laughs> because he tried so hard to pretend to no, play a guitar. No, he didn't try that hard. That's no, a he problem. Did, he... No, he did, though. That's my. I feel like he really tried. I don't know. He's a talented martial artist. I think he could do better than that. He was too busy like putting his feet on people's faces. <laughs> yeah, he was really, really preoccupied with that. He just couldn't, couldn't focus on his guitar playing. Entire set list, just like kicking people in the face. So, what other successes did this movie have, which made it better than maybe should have been? The movie is brutally honest. It's, it really it, is. Yeah. It is. It's just. It's. Uh, there's not a cynical bone in its body. And anytime it 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 reaches a point of cynicism, uh, especially with what was what is now the alternate ending. Again, not spoiling anything. Uh, it it's it's never cynical. 
in its approach. It's always it, it, it reminds me of just an inbred puppy that it just looks <laughs> at you with those big dull so eyes. So optimistic. Oh yeah, you just go like you are the dumbest goddamn thing on the face of this motherfucking earth. I gotta <laughs> pet the hell out of you because I love you so much. But it's it's just a movie that just wants it wants so badly to show you that good is always the best thing in the world and that and that you you take care of yourself and you take care of others and if you're a good person then good things will happen to you it has a yeah. lot of heart you it watched has, too has... much new american dream oh i was gonna mention that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we um we we started this movie before we started watching the movie we watched um some other i guess they were infomercials by yk kim the 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 lead actor in this film nobody knows uh who knows what they were <laughs> they they, they might have been a scientologist like introductory video propaganda sure. video yeah date um, unknown after but, this i'm gonna get my these there was Thetans. Thetans. Thetans yeah, yep. there we go. Uh, <laughs> but like, obviously, YK Kim is trying to sell something in these videos. But like, I kind of felt like he was being genuine about it. I don't. I didn't feel like he was a shyster. No, I don't think sense. so either. He, he seems like a legit dude. Yeah, I think that comes through in this movie too. Like, mm. he's a very genuine person. He he he, you know, who's he tore his way up from the bottom and he's on top now, and he wants to share that success with you. And you can be positive and do Taekwondo and fight the ninjas. <laughs> you sound like a shyster now. <laughs> yeah, why do you think well, I'm dressed? Share that with you. Why do you think I'm dressed <laughs> like this? It's like a pyramid <laughs> scheme. <laughs> you, you, Selling you the new American dream. <laughs> you can't see Eric right now, but he's wearing his gold lame suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's got seven bucks. I don't know why he wears it. Uh, that's, I've, it's the only thing I've ever seen him wear. It's the only article of <laughs> clothing I wear. Yeah, it's, it's the only article I have clothing ten of these. Oh. It's oh. next to the new American dream. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, kind of coming off what you were saying about it being like just crazily optimistic. I actually felt like the script or the dialogue was a strength because it was just so like unassuming and innocent and just <laughs> optimistic. It just it was impossible to hate it, even though some of it was so outlandish and ridiculous and just everything was on the surface with all of these yes. characters. Oh, yeah. Completely. Like no right doubt. there, man. They said everything that they felt, everything that they wanted. It was, it was said out loud, <laughs> and so everyone could hear it. <laughs> Which is so weird, because some movies, um, what were we doing last week? We did Girlfriend from Hell. Yeah. We were talking about how they just tried to cram like 50,000 things into one movie, and it did not work. Yes. But it totally works in this movie. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure someone can explain the differences, but I cannot... It seems like I, magic to me. Like, what? why does it work for them and it doesn't work? This one was like, what are we going to have in this movie? Ninjas! What are we going <laughs> to yeah. have in this movie? Bikers! I, like, I, does it really fit? No, but they're in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make like, it work. I was going to take a stab at it, but I think you just nailed it. Like, Girlfriend from Hell throws a bunch of concepts that have not really been in too many movies and just came out of nowhere and were very poorly explained. Whereas this has ninjas, we understand them. Bikers, we understand them. <laughs> Karate guy, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Dude, I can wrap my head around cocaine. <laughs> yeah, see, you got it. Like, these are all very simple themes that were so prevalent in 80s cinema. It's just, it's built in. We understand it without any explanation. It's uh, true, but we usually talk shit about, like, films that just drop so much exposition on you. It's just, like, such a lazy way to develop your this plot. Film, this film, but you have to watch multiple times in order to pull any exposition <laughs> out of it. Exactly. You're like, wait, what? Her parents, like, died, and then she had to live with her awful brother? Okay, I got it. Not relevant <laughs> to the movie at all, but missed it the first four times. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh, the problem with a lot of, uh, of movies like this. I mean, Back from Hell is the same thing. I think it took me 
like three, four, five times to watch Back from Hell to understand, like, oh, my God, I just have to listen. <laughs> and they tell me everything. Okay, it's fair true. enough. It's true. We do spend a good portion of these movies just, like, laughing at it. And <laughs> I feel like sometimes that does get in the way of things. But A little bit. I mean... But hey, the movie did it to itself, right? Yeah, not like the, not like they're ever really <laughs> oh, yeah, like go. gold mines of things you need to hear. It rarely pays off. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's I just want to rewind and point out that Tom just blamed the victim. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you monster! It's what I do best. That's <laughs> oh, our own damn fault. Um, so, are we going to talk about the alternate ending? Can we do that? I don't know, guys. Can we? Are we allowed? Because I want to. We haven't like gave a fuck about spoilers till now so oh, okay. why would we yeah, right now no we spoil everything <laughs> all right um so we could go ahead and talk That's about true, the alternate alternate oh everything well, i mean if you're gonna <laughs> review a movie you can't review a movie and not talk about it fair enough well then let's talk about the alternate ending uh and let's move right on to risks then uh the original ending to this movie the one that they shot for first uh a complete failure <laughs> they had been a- attacked by these ninjas jim dies and then they go back and scream in the swamp. <laughs> and then they cut to credits, man. No, wait, doesn't a plane, like, fly over? Yeah, the, oh, the plane has, has Jim's, Jim's father. Dad. Yeah, Jim's oh, yes. father just landed in Miami as Jim takes his last so, breath. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, oh, Jim's father is on that plane. And so then, really, the, the biggest tragedy is that Jim's father is going to have to sit in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one to pick him up. He's, <laughs> he is the true victim <laughs> of this whole thing. Oh, my God. Um... But yeah, I'd say that was a risk, man. They made this, this you know, Taekwondo, let's be a family and do something together, and then let's help each other, and then now one of us is going to die. It's all horseshit. Yeah, it's for nothing <laughs> because it doesn't matter because we're going to die. Yeah, the movie takes on a much different tone with that ending. It really does, and I'm glad we watched it before we even watched the rest of the movie so I could get put in the good mood that the new <laughs> ending gets me. <laughs> oh, I'd be bummed out if we watched the alternate <laughs> ending last um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's what I would say. Would be a risk. Anyone else have any other risks? Um, we've gone over this, but the how this movie is just bookended with brutal violence. Yeah. Like, my memory of this I don't remember this movie being so violent the last time we watched it. And, like, obviously it's, it's, a, it's a martial arts film at its core. Um, but the martial arts is kind of doofy. It's just, like, people getting hit with, like, pipes and, you know, at worst. Um, but then, like, I just remember, like, the beginning of the movie has, like, that violent shootout, and, like, there's people being cut down with swords and saved yeah. at the end. Yeah. And, like, a ninja gets decapitated, and it's so <laughs> ridiculously out of place, like, for, like, the actual tone of the movie. Yep. It feels, like, schizophrenic. It's very strange. And it, I don't know, it, it doesn't seem like any of that should be in this movie, but it, I kind of like it. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't escalate to that. It started with yeah. it. Yeah. It cooled off, and then it just ramped right up back to just really hard violence again. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know if that was intentional. Maybe I don't even know if they realized what they did. I think that they wanted to. I, th- I think somewhere in the the uh, script writing book that they probably read when they wrote this, it said like, <laughs> begin with something big, end with something big, and I think that that's how they they either read it literally, uh, or you know, rather than figuratively. Uh, so we, at the beginning, you have a big shootout. At the end, you have a big sword fight and all that. Um, risk i would would add to this is uh that um again it is it is just violent throughout i mean you have violence at the beginning and end but it's just just constant fights throughout the whole film and granted it is a kung fu film but uh at the same time coming back to the how innocent the film uh is um who is this film directed at 
I mean, it seems like they... <laughs> yeah, they, we were talking they, about yeah, this. It, it, they made this film, but they made a film specifically for themselves, which is great. That's what you should do. But uh, in, in as far as marketing something, this is extremely hard to market in a, in a, a serious way, in an unironic way, because mm. who's going to watch this? I mean, the film is about these certain things, but <laughs> mom and dad are not going to go find a babysitter on Friday night to go watch the movie with the ninjas and the, 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 the bikers <laughs> and the cocaine. And the orphans. In, in the orphans. <laughs> it's, it's just such a strange film in that... Who is this for? <laughs> what what audience are we trying to reach? It's too violent for children, but it's pretty dumb for adults. So yeah, yeah. I think it was just a, a YK long con. <laughs> I think he made this movie in '87. He was like, dude, by 2015, this thing's gonna be a fucking goldmine. In you're, 2015, there are gonna be hipsters. You're hell bent on this long con, aren't you? I am, dude. He, he's good, and and he fucking played us. Is it is it still going? Is the con still going? Oh no, he's cashing in on it oh, now. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, he's this <laughs> Thank is the God. cash in time. Yeah. <laughs> no. If I had to hold my breath for this con anymore, I'd... <laughs> we're in the clear now. Yeah, he's done. He's done. We've been had. Oh yeah, we've already been had. Oh, okay, good. Um, all right. So I guess we can move on to favorite parts. Wait, Yay. there's one more thing I want to clear up before we get favorite parts. Oh, sure. All right, let's, ever, let, let's clear the air. Did we ever establish the statute of limitations on being an orphan? <laughs> no, we didn't put that in place. Because they're like 33 and they're still orphans, and I don't get it. <laughs> they're like an orphan. Well, you could be band. an orphan. Like once a... is like once yeah. an orphan, you're always yeah. an orphan. Well, no, because yeah. no, I, I feel mean, like when you have to shed that like orphan being skin. Portuguese. You know, like <laughs> I don't. I'm not an orphan. I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. you. you eventually, well, you're, you're not an orphan anymore. You're well, an you, adult. You know what? You could stuff? grow up orphan. So like, you could say, you know, later on when you have a family. Um, oh, kids! I grew up. I uh, I don't have an a grandmother, grandfather. I grew up an orphan. Yeah, yeah. I was an orphan. Yeah, I was but, an orphan. I, yeah, it was. I think once you once you establish a family of some sort. Uh, I guess it's it's yeah. relative to the person who's lonely to whether or not they want to call themselves an orphan. Seriously, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, it just made sense. <laughs> I have to put myself in their that, shoes. That makes right. sense. I understand. I can dig it. Favorite I, parts. Yeah. I'd like to also point out they still technically live in an orphanage because it's a house <laughs> full of orphans. <laughs> one house, five orphans. Oh, that's a sitcom they made right after this one. <laughs> um, so favorite parts then. Eric. Ooh, okay, so this is going to be tough for me because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, it's true. This movie is pretty I, I, easy to pluck from. Okay, so I, I think my favorite overall thing in this movie, um, the, the, the Jeff, the guy with no chin. Uh, wait, wait. Who, Jeff is the bad guy. Oh, wait, no, not brother. Jeff. Not Jeff. Um, I'm sorry. John. I'm mixing up my names here. John? Earthworm yeah, John. John. Yeah, Earthworm John. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Correct. Whenever John is, like, angry and intense, he just grimaces and goes, <laughs> and this happens several times in the movie, but the best part is he is climbing a ladder to chase after Jeff during a street fight, and he's going, Arr! and Jeff just kicks him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> so beautiful. That such such economy of motion. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally dig that. I remember that part. Uh, Brett, what do you got? Um, Jeez. Putting it on the spot. Yeah, I mean, there's so much crazy fighting and violence that is enjoyable, but honestly, I think the funniest thing in this whole movie is, I didn't know you had a father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying, I didn't know you had a father. Jim gets a picture of his dad in the mail, and he's telling them about how his like hard his young life was, 
And is it YK Kim who says it? Yes. I think he does, yes. Yep, that's yeah, that's him. He's like, Jim, Mark. I did not know you had a father. <laughs> Which is just, I don't know, self-explanatory and hilarious. But they all are orphans, so. I know. mean, yeah, but it's you weren't just born by some miraculous <laughs> like, incident. With miraculous science? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're all test tube babies, too. That was something else we're going to have to watch again to pick up on. It's all part that of the subtext. ended up on yeah. the editing room floor. <laughs> Aaron, what do you got? Favorite part? All right, I got two. One all is... Right, uh, the f- unintentionally funny one is the actual series. So the unintentionally funny is the former uh, band that Dragon Sound took over <laughs> for at the club goes <laughs> to see the bikers. And uh, the biker gang mem- uh, leader, Jeff, comes out to talk to them. And he says, what are you doing here? And the former band leader says, uh, we used to play down at the club until the owner kicked us out and the new band beat us up. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Actually, but the really way close. that he says yeah. it, the yeah. way that he says it, it, it's dead serious. Nobody laughs. Nobody cracks a smile. <laughs> and he just says it so matter of fact that it's just like, oh, yeah, well, that just happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. So sorry about that, sir. Uh, the, the actual serious one is there's there's one just super really inspired shot that gives you that really, yes. that, 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 those chills. So during the middle of a, another street fight, because there's like 50 fucking street fights in this Characters are running around the side of a building, and the the camera starts with them, and they run past a, a bunch of uh, t- uh, really high um, bales of two by fours or something like that, pa- like palace or something pa- palace, like yeah. stacked up. And the, the camera the camera's tracking with them, and you can see guys running behind the pallets, in front of the pallets, and they're weaving in and out of the pallets. And and for whatever reason, every time I watch that, it just gives me that chill of like, ooh, that's a cool shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Inarguably the coolest shot. In the whole oh movie. yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm yeah, sure, there's you know. no argument there. <laughs> That's why I said inarguably. Yeah. That's why I agree. <laughs> no, that, that makes a lot of sense. I like those parts too. Um, I would say my favorite parts are twofold as well. Um, my throwaway favorite part is towards the end in the very last fight scene. Um, I believe it was YK Kim was fighting with this very overweight guy whose only <laughs> move was to pick up the, <laughs> the giant. Like roll of something could have been wire, could have been an empty roll of something, and just to pick it up and try and throw it at him, and then he failed, and then he just tries again with a different. It was a sub boss fight. Exactly. Yeah, it was, yeah. exactly. He was totally yeah, not even a mini boss. No, there, there, was, there was it was a mini boss. It was a mini boss before he went and fought Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. He was on his way. Was yeah, it a fight at the cement factory. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was just a little fantastic thing. And, uh, and, and the other favorite part, I will say, is... well, Tom, uh, I was just going to mention you have a name for that guy, don't you? I, I actually we were calling him Meatball. <laughs> Meatball. What what we started to do is there's a little mini game. All the goons with the movie, yeah. So there was this game, um, arcade game, Super Nintendo game, whatever, called Final Fight, and they have all these characters. It's a side-scrolling game, so there's all these characters that come in, and you see the names on the top of the screen as they come in, and they're the stupidest names. Like no one's named that. Like right? Meatball. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. So, so we started to just name all these sidekicks in the vein of Final Fight characters, and I believe there was a there was a steak, a, a Dylan, Dustin, Dustin, Glenn, gravy, gravy, meatball, bread, bread. Who's actually from Final so Fight? Many food well, that's what I, that's what it is. You know, Tom, I think you're being pretty ignorant. Maybe Meatball is named after his grandfather, who's a war hero. Why don't you have some fucking respect? Yeah. Italian. He came oh, over at Ellis Island, and they named him Meatball. Yeah, really. So his name was two Italians. <laughs> What's your name, Micheletti? No, no, you're Meatball. <laughs> <laughs> Move it along. You're Meatball now. 
Welcome to America. I know, we have... Go start a bakery. We have a thousand years of family history. You can't just do that to us. Yeah, well, we just did. Move on. <laughs> Come on, let's go. Um, my other favorite part would, um, would be, and it's not even because it's particularly good, but it's awesome. And that's like some of the editing during the fighting scenes is just... I just love it. I don't know why. Some of the some of the stuff's so great, and the quick close-ups and all that stuff. Oh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> um, so I would say that would be my other favorite part. It would just be some of the fight scene editing stuff. What do you got, Eric? Uh, I got another favorite one that I almost forgot to mention. All right, um, the very final card that's displayed on screen after the movie ends, after we've seen a brutal decapitation and like someone gets stabbed to death, <laughs> says, only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is wonderful <laughs> oh and oh we got one more sorry yeah <laughs> so after the final ninja battle and then they bring jim to the hospital and he meets his dad the dad <laughs> is fucking awesome he's so fake old <laughs> he's like spray painted his head and his mustache and his eyebrows white and they're like all right you're an old black dude now just sell it that was awesome. Yeah, they, that guy was awesome. And they had to have, because of the alternate ending, they had to have scrambled to cast that guy because he wasn't in the original script. No, definitely not. Yeah. So he's not a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one other thing that made All right. It wasn't like funny. I thought it was funny at first because I was like, oh, the budget must have been terrible. But then I thought about it in context of the movie and I was like, wow, that's really sad. <laughs> um, one of their blankets, the one of their beds had a U-Haul blanket on it. What? Oh, I didn't notice. I was like, oh, man, they were just scrounging for props for this movie. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, but they're orphans and they have to use a U-Haul blanket. That's so they're sad. They're sleeping on fernie pads. Oh. oh, God, I was so sad. That's awful. To, I didn't even notice that. I know. Kind of put a damper on my evening. Yeah. No. Once you once you realize that they're just dirt poor. You know? <laughs> but the guy has so much gold jewelry. <laughs> I I know, everything's just a terrible contradiction in this movie. <laughs> you know, it's just it's 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 the Five embodiment. Five dudes and a half gallon of milk. Yeah. yeah right. Not a single lady to be found. I know. Uh, Bummer. Yeah. Well, the the film is the embodiment of the uh, the eye for an eye. Uh, Philosophy, the Hammurabi's code. Yeah, exactly, if you will. exactly. It's uh, we're gonna we're gonna say through only through the elimination of violence can we achieve world peace. But the only way to eliminate that violence is to kick the shit out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck violence up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on and let's rate it. Right, uh, I, I don't know how familiar you are with rating our movies, Aaron, but let's go ahead and say that there are three tiers to these movies. You can give it a fuck yeah. You can give it a fuck off or a fuck you, and then there's a million different colors in between. You just have to phrase it in the form of a fuck. It just needs to be phrased in the form what of a fuck. fuck. You can give it a what the fuck. You can give it a fucking fine. But our three bases are right there, and have at it. So, Aaron, with that, you can kick it off. Okay. Um, I give this movie a, uh, oh, my God, my fucking father. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll accept it. Eric, what do you got? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I, I genuine fuck yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like every week on this the show, I'm always saying this movie is so 80s. It's so great because it's so 80s. <laughs> this one might be one of the most 80s things I've ever seen. It's phenomenal. This thing is just covered in just neon. It's just dripping <laughs> with neon. It's literally the best it, 80s movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's up there. It just it, it grabs everything that's great about these films and just kind of crams it in without understanding what the hell it's doing and somehow it works. Not a damn clue. Yeah, it no. takes itself 0% seriously, I think. Oh, I think that, that's... Oh, see, that's, I think, that's, you know that's, 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 that's 
It does. I think it's, it yeah, takes it's itself it's super a, serious. Totally. Nobody certain, cracks a smile. No. Nope. I think certain parties take it very seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But overall, yeah. it's just like... YK Kim thought he was making something like genuine, and he was really trying to sell this philosophy. The bikers, on the other hand, were drunk and high on PCP. I think, yeah, I think he just got actual bikers. Because yes. oh, those yeah. are the most oh, believable he, actors in yeah, the movie. So many did. old lady boobs. <laughs> oh, dude, my internal tick clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. I knew when that when those boobs were coming <laughs> to the frame. I was like, shouldn't there be boobs now? And then boom, <laughs> boobs. Then boobs. <laughs> there they were. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this movie a fuck yeah because I just can't get enough of it. It's so good. I would recommend anyone to watch it if you like. Even if you don't like these kinds of movies, watch this one, and yeah. maybe maybe it might turn you over. Because it's, it's enjoyable. And they, it's just everything about it's genuine. And uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's like in the upper echelon of B-movies. Agreed. Even people that don't <laughs> like them totally can get down on this movie. I agree. Hall of Fame. Brett, what do you got? I give it a fuck yeah, too. All right. Yeah. It, did every, yeah. it does everything wrong right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, oh, the one ingredient for a B-movie. Yep. It's everything wrong right. Totally agree. All right. Are there, uh, are there any final thoughts? Uh, that we kind of want to uh, throw on the table. I have one, but you know, if you guys don't, um, I just know, guys, uh, we're gonna be friends forever, <laughs> for all eternity. Uh, friends yeah. forever. We'll be together. We'll be together. Yeah, through thick and thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all that stuff with you guys. <laughs> you guys are my dragon sound. So thank you. We're I really want a dragon sound T-shirt. Oh like, my god, so that'd be great. Um, so are, are we moving on? We don't have any more final thoughts. I think I'm good. We're good. All right. So um, let's go into first class failures. Now boarding first class failures. All right. Our new segment, first class failures, is when we're going to briefly discuss a movie that we watched that kind of didn't deserve an episode or, you know, it's just not really that good. Yeah. Not, not even necessarily bad, uh, especially in the case of this movie, but just something not really worth talking about. Not real, Not much beat. Really, yeah, you know? exactly. Nothing that you really want to sink your teeth into. And uh, the first movie that we watched it was last weekend, and it was Operation Cobra. Mm, you didn't call it Operation Commando. I Not this that. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Operation Cobra, uh, 1997, alternate title, Inferno. Uh-huh. Um, and you know it's a good movie when it's got an alternate title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Fred Olin Ray and starring Don the Dragon Wilson. Um, kind of a, a knockoff James Bond romp. Yeah. Uh, very derivative, uh, very familiar, uh, uh, GoldenEye and Living Daylight's territory. Mm-hmm. Um, just, it, it's, it, it's, I wouldn't recommend watching it if you haven't seen those movies before. It might be worth the trouble if you have, just to kind of point out, like, oh, they took that from that, and they took that from that. This is a movie's complete ripoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, also, when we had gone to the uh, flea market and actually purchased this movie, uh, we posted a picture of our haul, and Len Kabazinski actually mentioned this movie and said it was really, really good. Yeah. And um, so we actually gave it a watch. <laughs> yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, it's just no, really it's not. It's just derivative as all hell. That's all. I think yeah. I paid attention to the first five minutes, and then I was like, well, "This is awful. Zero percent interest." Yeah, you yeah. went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't recommend this one. Watch Gold, and I watch Living Daylights much better use of your time you get the same effect and the other movie that's going to be on the list is going to be called city dragon which we won't even <laughs> talk about because it was we didn't even finish it it, it was so bad it's not even going to be on the failure segment <laughs> so take that to the bank the best part of the movie is the cover and you can look at that for free <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, do we have any more additions to this uh, first class failures I section? I, Aaron's I got saw, one. What do you got? I saw a film on Netflix not too long ago called uh, Come Back to Me. Okay. Uh, it was a horror film that came out last year, uh, directed by Paul Ledin. Ledin, I believe. Uh, it was. It was just incredibly obnoxious it was the the typical woman with uh problems starts to see things and has to go on the 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 mystery search to find out uh what this horror could possibly be and it was it was just great a obnoxious oh, from man. beginning to I end i have that on my queue i'll have to boot it uh, you, <laughs> I, I, I recommend you watch it but you know you just angry up the blood if you do so. oh man is yeah. it like that oh it's, get it boiling? It's, it's just real obnoxious stuff and then the end comes around and they just went yeah fuck it this is it done on. and then oh, they got no. sick of their own fucking movie at the end of it oh they death raiders <laughs> ah no that movie was awesomely intentionally had a great ending so I'm, I'm speaking for myself, not for uh, not for these guys, because they have not had the displeasure of seeing it. But so <laughs> I, actually, this is a challenge. It's a challenge. Oh, so you're, we're getting challenged. Yeah, now? you're getting challenged to watch this pile of steam. All right, so this might come uh, up on the next segment. With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, so that's it. You've been listening to Second Class Cinema. We watched Miami Connection from 1987. The YK Kim New American Dream, everyone. Thanks for being our guest, Aaron. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming by, Aaron. I had a blast watching this movie. This movie's always a good time. It's great. Aaron's always a good time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Aaron uh, says he enjoyed himself <laughs> on podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not this guy. <laughs> Not this guy. I, I hate quote guy. Editor for the paper you need. Crazy Dave and crazy legs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crazy legs. I really appreciate his contributions to this movie. And crazy um, legs was a bad guy in Death Wish 3. Was he really? No. Oh, I thought you were serious. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> um, so you can uh, find more information about Second Class Cinema on Facebook at facebook.com slash second class cinema. Uh, we are on Twitter at 2ND Class Podcast, the number two. ND class podcast on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Um, you can email us secondclasscinema at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, basically, you can find us in all of those locations. Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> swipe right, guys. Yes, dude, give it SCC. We could, we could really use your swipe rights. <laughs> Plenty of fish. I, I'd appreciate that. Uh, also, want to give a quick shout out to the Three Knock Theater crew. Uh, they're doing kind of the same type of thing we're doing. They're reviewing movies on uh, on YouTube as their podcast. There there are some pretty nice people over there. Awesome, so just cool. Wanted to say thanks, guys. You're awesome. Shout out. And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. It's over. We oh. can, we can go home. Thank you and good night. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> my father. I found my father. Oh my god. What? Oh, 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 oh,